brothers of the word. Because brother and sister, you need the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am Stephanie Bronner. I am um, a minister here at the Ark of Salvation. I'm the wife of my wonderful husband, James Bronner. And today is a wonderful day, so stay tuned because we are going to be talking about one of the most powerful things you can do to get God in your life, to allow him to really show up and show out, so stay tuned. It is without a doubt that God would like for us to understand more about his praise. It is without a doubt that we need to be a whole lot more grateful. Right now in these trying times, we have gas prices that are escalating. Every day we go by a gas station and we see that the price has changed. We can go to the grocery store and we see that milk is $4.50, $4 here, $5 there a gallon. I remember a time when milk was $1.50. Right now, we're looking at everything going higher and higher. And I might say within myself, it's difficult to continue to praise God and say, Thank you, Jesus, for the $4 gallon of milk. Thank you, Jesus, for $3.69 for a gallon of gas. But the Lord even had to deal with me and prepare me to even come before you today because he said he wants us to still, in the midst of it all, while everything seems to be turning topsy-turvy, he wants us to still give him praise. He wants us to still be grateful. He wants us to still not forget from whence our help comes from. Even though I look and I can tell you there have been days that I've said, Lord, thank you for the food on the table, but why is it so high? Lord, thank you that I, yes, I can stop and get gas today, but Lord, can you just lower the prices just a little bit? You are able, I know you're able to do exceedingly abundantly. I be preaching at the gas pump. But Pastor had a message that came about a few years back, and it was called Shut Up. Where he was at the gas pump, and I think prices back then were what, $1.50? 99 cents. And he was at the pump, pumping his gas, just complaining. Oh, these prices so high. Oh, this is terrible. And the Lord, he heard him say, he heard the Lord say, strong, shut up. And the revelation that came behind that was everybody from welfare to millionaire has to pay the same price for gas. Be thankful that you're buying it. Be thankful for what I'm giving you. Maybe one gallon, be thankful. It may be a half a gallon. Be thankful. It might be a full tank. Be thankful because the Lord is still providing for us. You can go to airjesus.com and search on shut up and you can listen to that message in its entirety. Awesome message. If you, will, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, I will be reading this. But if you will, turn to the book of Luke. There are some things that happened in the Word of God that have just really astounded me as far as how the people in the days when we did not have television, when we did not have instant microwave food, when we did not have the things of, 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 of glamour that we have today, the things that were wonderfully made for us so that we could not worry and not have to wait and not have to be patient. But in Jesus' day, they didn't have doctors. They didn't have the hospitals that we had. They didn't even have needles. Back in Jesus' day, if you had an ailment, you needed to have a miraculous, a miraculous thing done for you in order to get your healing. And there were times when people who had leprosy, they just waited and waited. You had people that laid by the pool of Bethesda. They were 
that were professional ailing people. They just laid at the pool of Bethesda. That's all they did every day. You had men that laid at the gate, the gate of the, the beautiful gate, just to get a healing. Today, we don't have to worry about that. We go to the doctor, and even though people say that they want a miracle of healing, I'm thankful, as the pastors say, for the miracle of health. But today, you can actually go to the doctor and receive a blessing from the Lord through a doctor, a healing, a pill, a medicine, a a, a little band-aid or something to help things get better. But back in Jesus' day, they did not have that. And in Luke chapter 17, I will begin to read. I hear pages ruffling. I'm sorry I didn't tell you the chapter. But I will begin to read for time. And it came to pass as he went into Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Jesus, Master, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went in faith, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, he glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. They said that because the Samaritans and the Jews did not mingle. So this was serious for the Samaritan to be coming back to Jesus. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the other nine? There are not found that return to give the glory to God and save this stranger, this foreigner. And he said unto him, Arise and go your way, for thou faith has made thee whole. Not only did he get healing, but he was also made whole. We don't know what else was going on in his body. We don't know what else was going on in his world. But because he came back to give God praise, he received wholeness. Where? are the other nine. In our society today, I'd like for you to think on this subject. Where is your praise? Look at the neighbor next to you, whichever one's looking at you. Look at the person next to you and ask them, where is your praise? Now look to the other side and ask that person, where is your praise? Now, I want you to take both of your hands and put them on your chest and I want you to say, where is my praise? Is it in the government? Is it in President Bush and all these checks we're going to receive in the mail? Is it that you're thinking that he's going to give you a nice little break, a nice little push because you're going to get $300, $1,200? Is it in the president? Is it in Barack Obama? Is it in the hopefulness of him? Is is it in what he's planning to do for the country? Is it in Hillary Clinton? Is it in her plan for the, the new government, the new reign that's going to happen? Or is it in John McCain? Is your praise in what you think these people can do for you? Where are you putting your praise? Or is it in yourself? Do you think that everything that has happened to you, all the good things in your life, are coming about as a result of what you have done, your smarts, your studying, your schooling, the choices you have made? No. All of the things, all of the blessings come from above. Everything good and perfect comes from the Lord. And it is time that we realize that these things are coming from him. It is time for us to give unlimited praise to the Lord. There was another leper. You don't have to turn here. But in Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 45... 
There came a leper unto him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and departed from him and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged this man, Jesus did, and said, and, and he forthwith sent him away. Jesus said unto him, See that thou sayest nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Listen to this. But he went out, and he began to publish it much, and blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter the city, but was without in the desert places. And they came to him still from every quarter. You have to understand that back in these days with lepers, if there was someone coming that did not have leprosy, they had to step to the side and say, unclean, unclean, just to tell the people that they had leprosy because leprosy was a disease of touch. It was a disease that was easily transmitted. But today we have so many diseases, you don't know who has what. You don't know what's out there. So these people, they didn't have healing. They didn't have AZT. They didn't have antibiotics. They didn't have drugs to help with this problem. They sought miracle working power. And they had heard about Jesus. So when he was coming to Jesus, he was destitute. He had no other help. He had no other way of getting his healing. How many of you are out there destitute with leprosy in your situations? How many of you have leprosy in your finances? How many of you have leprosy in your relationships? How many of you have leprosy just in your job? You need a miraculous healing, a miraculous touch. You need some compassion from Jesus. Well, the Bible says that, that he inhabits the praises of his people. I actually, I've heard that so many times, I've said that so many times, but when it came down to me finding those exact words in the two translations that I had, I couldn't find it. But what I did find was in Psalms chapter 22, verse 3, where it says, I'm getting ahead of myself here, what it, where it says, but thou art holy, O that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Israel was kept. They were kept in the wilderness. Israel was a people that God, he didn't let their clothes wear out. He gave them food every day, enough for that day. He was the God that led them by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. God, Jesus, God, they were there to deliver them, but they kept them. They didn't have abundance. If they got more manna than they, than they needed for that day, it was spoiled. It was only what they needed. And the Bible says to be ye content with what you have. And right now it's kind of hard for us to do it because we're looking at what we don't have. The Lord is taking us back to say, be content with food and raiment. The Bible didn't even say to be content with a house. Just said to be content with food and clothing. There's a story I like to read to you because things could be worse. And I thought this was a really cute and fitting little parable. A father passing by his son's bedroom was astonished to see that his bed was nicely made and everything was picked up. Then he saw an envelope propped up prominently on the pillow that was addressed to, to dad. 
With the worst premonition, he opened the envelope with trembling hands and read the letter. Dear Dad, it is with great regret and sorrow that I am writing to you. I had to elope with my new girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with Mom and you. I have been finding real passion with Stacy, and she is so nice. But I knew you would not approve of her because of all of her piercings and tattoos and tight motorcycle clothes and the fact that she is much older than I am. But it is not only the passion, Dad. She's pregnant. Stacy said that we would be very, very happy. She owns a trailer in the woods and has a stack of firewood for the whole winter. We share a dream of having more children. Stacy has opened my eyes to the fact that marijuana really doesn't hurt anyone. We'll actually be growing it for ourselves and trading it with the other people that live nearby for cocaine and ecstasy. In the meantime, we will pray that science will find a cure for AIDS so that Stacy can get better. She deserves it. But don't worry, Dad. I'm 15 and I know how to take care of myself. Someday, I'm sure that we will be back to visit so that you can get to know your grandchildren. Love, your son, John. P.S. Dad, none of the above is true. I'm actually over at Tommy's house. I just wanted to remind you that there are worse things than the report card that's in my center desk drawer. I love you and call me when it's safe to come home. <laughs> things could be a whole lot more destitute as, than they are. Yes, gas prices are high. Yes, the food prices are high. But as I went before the Lord for this, James and I in our home, we have an altar to the Lord. And I recommend that each of you create a special place that's just for God. Just a place that no one, you don't do anything else in that place but pray. You do nothing else in that place but give God praise. Well, I was going to that place and I couldn't even get before God on my knees because I felt this pull and the Lord was telling me you about to get up and tell these people how to be grateful and you haven't been grateful and as I stood before him he began to show me how I'm still using clothes from my 10 year old son with my little 8 month old daughter onesies and shoes and socks and coats the Lord has kept me it says that he inhabits the praises of his people, Israel. But I'm looking for more and more. I'm saying, Lord, thank you for the clothes, but can we just get a little bit more? Lord, thank you for the food, but can, look, Lord, this is what we want for this week. Can we eat out more? Instead of being totally grateful for what he has done for me and just thanking him completely for all I have, I'm asking for more still. That's not the right spirit. And as I got before the Lord... I just wanted to get on my knees. I felt so bad. I felt so terrible. I just had to be on my face because I saw where he has kept me. I got up off the surgery table. When I went under, and when, I, when they gave me the anesthesia, I didn't know if I was going to come back or not, but I'm thankful because I didn't plan to have surgery, but I'm thankful. Many things that I've done and had happened with my children. I've seen my son bust his head wide open. He could have been gone, but thankful. This is a time when God wants us to, he wants us to really, really, really change and do more praise and more worship. 
I hope Pastor Nathaniel and, and James don't mind me telling this, but in their company, they do business together. And they had an instance where they had come together to try to figure out what could we do. And they were praying, Lord, what can we do? Because companies are laying off left and right. And we don't understand how we're looking at people getting laid off. But the companies actually hurt to lay these people off because it means their profit margin is lower. So they were talking to one another, trying to figure out, Lord, what can we do to make things better? What can we do to get our product moving? What can we do to get more money coming in so that we can keep all of our employees and Pastor Nathaniel, being the anointed man that he is, praise God for him, he heard the voice of the Lord speak to him and say, you first have got to be grateful and thank me for every penny that's gone into your bank account already. And from that day, he said, James said it's been about a year. He says they have seen everything just get much, much better. Things have begun to turn around. Not only do they thank him for the bulk, they thank him down to the penny every day. We think that we don't have anything, but wait till it's a zero. So we have to praise God for everything that he gives us. And in that, I, I, I do want the choir to, to do something wonderful. I, I, I didn't want to hold y'all long, but I do want you to understand. I want y'all to sing again. You have to sing with me again. We, we understand that he inhabits the praises of his people Israel, which is, I want you all to remember that. Psalms chapter 22, verse 3, because I had a hard time finding that. So if you will, just remember that. But let's look at what happens when praises go up in a time of trouble. Many of us are in situations where we need for God to give us a miracle. Many of us have lost jobs. My brother has called me and told me that they've had to downsize just one car. It's so much going on that we've got to determine that we want to step out of self and begin to do and praise God for really who he is. Because he doesn't have to do anything. There was a period of time when God said, I ain't having nothing else to do. In the 400 years, he left. We do not want God to leave us again. In Acts chapter 16, verse 22 through 26, this is the story of Paul and Silas after they had delivered a young girl from a demon. The, the scribes and Pharisees were angry that they had done this because they felt that he hadn't done, they, had, they had not done it in the proper way. So they put Paul and Silas in jail. But listen at what happened. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, meaning they whipped them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks, which means they could not get out. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. If you have shackles and bands, it's time to praise God. He inhabits the praises of his people. If you want to see a change and you're wondering where God is, ask yourself, where is my praise? Where am, am I praising God or am I complaining? Am I saying, Lord, like Stephanie, am I saying, Lord, thank you for what I have, but can I? Lord, right now he's asking that we just begin to be grateful. Make a change and be grateful. And the, the opportunity is now. Because I'm going to ask the choir to come up and sing grateful. They, had, they were singing a song, and it's just, it was, it's just been resounding in my spirit. James actually put it on my phone, and I've just been listening to it over and over and over again. Yes, I want y'all to come up. I want y'all to sing. 
Because this is an opportunity for the rest of us. This is an opportunity if you haven't been praising. Let's open the door. After I started praising the Lord for the things that I realized he really has done for me and I stopped thinking about what it could be but started thanking him for what it is, I felt something break in me. And then that's when I really began to give God glory. That's when the praise really began to go up. I was speaking in tongues. I didn't even know what I was saying. But that's when I know that he was truly receiving his praise. That's when I know that he took over and he opened his ears to hear my praise, to smell the savor of the sweet praises that were going up. And in this song, it talks about, hey, it's a lot of stuff going on, yes, but I'm grateful. And in it, I would like for you to just not think about who's sitting next to you. Not look at the person that you think you're here with, that you want to date, or somebody you think that may like you, because they are not going to save your soul. They're not going to be there in the midnight hour when you have a need. This is time for us to give God the praise that he truly deserves. Break it off. Just say, Lord, I'm going to break you off some, because it's just time for me to let go and give you the praise that you deserve. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at Brothers of the Word. My time is out. So right now, I'd just like to invite you to go to the website, um, airjesus.com, and you can hear the rest of this message in its entirety. It is number 6268. If you would like to take part in this praise and worship session that we're about to have, we welcome you. Go to airjesus.com. Thank you for tuning in to Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, you need the Word.
This ends message number 6268 by Stephanie Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 6268 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. This has been message number 6268. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.